CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. I'm a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, I didn't start uh, it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. I love me some Fridays, guys. Good to be here with you. Hey, good to see you, man. And we have a guest in the studio. We also have a guest, one of my favorite marketing people, <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Greaser. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Hannah's an author. We'll get into... Well, uh, so I didn't know her as an author. You didn't know her? Yeah. So I follow her on Instagram because... So I had this moment where like, I thought I was the first person that saw the Palouse. And so, <laughs> <laughs> what? so I take my phone. I'm like, man, I'm going to take some amazing pictures nobody's ever seen. And I'm on like Facebook looking at hashtags and I find this these beautiful pieces <laughs> of art. I'm like... Who's taking these pictures? That was my idea. <laughs> that was that was my idea. And I just stopped taking pictures of the Palouse and just started following <laughs> her. It's like, well, somebody yeah. else beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> They're beautiful. You have a, Thank you. a calendar. I do. Actually, that is amazing. Yeah. Thank it you. It looks better than my phone pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, we'll, we'll send we'll send the link out. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm can- actually I'm actually sold out. Uh oh. Oh, it's that good. Well, huh? don't you wish you had a calendar <laughs> yeah. next year. We'll send the link out anyways. With Palouse photography just to talk <laughs> yeah, people, just, just to talk them. Get there on that go. list. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into her book um next uh segment. The clouds the, eat so much dread. Yes. And um share, get here. share this episode. Oh yeah. We're yes. live. Yeah, We're live on right. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Let's you know, share it now. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. If you haven't done, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's wrong Look with you? Look into the camera. That's Look right. into the camera. Yeah, what's wrong? Share you know, if you share right now, this is basically hitting the share button is like funding Preach Paul's it. Missionary trip. Preach it. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the so, share button once. So I told my wife, um, one year for our anniversary, we're going to go on Paul's third missionary journey. Oh, that'd be awesome. Start out in Jerusalem, uh, end up in Rome. Start a riot. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> go to Ephesus. You could probably do that. <laughs> could probably do that. She's like, I see these idols. You know what? Kick them down. The best way I'm to start- curb stomp that idol. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best way to start riots is to wear that hat right there, that cross politic hat. Oh. Because it got flag right. bowing down to the cross. And so we just right. need to make that on in every country's flag and that'll yep. start a few riots. Hey, yes. we got a um prospective student weekend coming up at New St. Andrews College, yes. March March second and third. It coincides with the Trinity Reformed Church Epiphany Lectures. Mm. And yes. just so happens that this year's Epiphany Lectures, the guest speaker, we have a guest speaker in each year, is actually President Ben Merkel from New St. Andrews College. He's gonna come all the way Across from, town. From New St. Andrews. From New St. Andrews College. What's he going to be talking about? He, the, the title of the conference is Lasting, and the subtitle is something like Fighting Sin and Being Faithful to the End or something you, like that. You're still working on that. You know, but I it's good. I didn't, I didn't read it really closely. Whatever it is, is going to be awesome. good. But, don't uh, miss it. But the Epiphany Lectures are free. You can sign up uh, online. We'll include a link. Okay. Um, I, I can I can get that to okay. you. Great. Um, you can also sign up for the Prospective Student Weekend. Also. Sit in on classes, recitations. Yeah. If you don't even know what a recitation is, man. 
you don't know nothing. You you got to go to NSA, right? That's what um, happens. We find out about New St. Andrews, and, and you don't know what recitation is, huh? Like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's when yeah. somebody dead, and you they, got to bring them back to life. They resuscitate. They resuscitate. Of course, <laughs> everybody knows. My mom was a nurse, there's actually, bro. There's actually an element <laughs> of with you? resuscitation uh, to <laughs> recitation. Actually, you know what we do to our students at New St. Andrews College? That's yeah, what they yeah, need. I'm we trying to help you out. You see what I'm saying? At the end of the week. We they're, need to resuscitate. They're, they're dead. Yeah. Moving yeah. right along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get across some cross-politic news. If you guys remember the Russia collusion scandals. Yeah, right. Trump, Trump is doing Sc- something bad scandals, with Russia. Multiple S's. Right. Because Russia colluded. No, no. Who colluded Trump with Trump was colluding with Russia on a bunch of things. Everything. Everything, including, uh, you know, know, rigging the election. Something. Was one of them. Right. Right. But then what came out, uh, but this, some of this kind of leaked out over time. People kind of knew some of this was going on. But finally, um, the House Committee Intelligence Report, uh, Committee released a report. The Noons? Kind of the Noons report. And who's Noons? Right. He is on the Intelligence Committee. He's a congressman on the Intelligence okay, Committee. Okay, so he's the chair. Of, he's the chair of, of the Intelligence Committee. Okay. Yeah, somebody get him, like, some security guards. Yeah, yeah I know. He's, yeah. He's, he's a like, wanted man yeah. now. Yeah. So what did his, so, me- his memo? Let me, well, well, let me kind of get back up a little bit. So. Okay. Um, during all, a lot of these leaks about what was going on in the Russia collusion stuff was coming from a PI, private investigator, basically a private investigator, Christopher Still. Yep. He was a British, a retired British intelligence guy, yeah, basically. So. Uh, so, it's like, like a movie, guys. I know, we got like Russia, <laughs> British intelligence, <laughs> retired, retired. Retired. Basically, yeah. a British spy. Yeah. So we his say name intelligence. Is, his name right? is Steele. Um, uh, Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele. Yeah. Steel. yeah. And and the Democratic or Hillary Clinton's campaign paid a law firm to pay um, uh, GPS Fusion to pay Christopher Steele to do a bunch of research on on possible collusion, Russia collusion. And so you got with campaign, Trump, yeah. campaign, Hillary funds going to a law firm, going to GPS Fusion. And all this came out because GPS Fusion was getting all sorts of pressure to release all their books. Oh yes, and so GPS Fusion instead of releasing all their books, they just said, "Yeah, we could verify that that these um, transactions happen," and then came to us, and then we paid still. So, what's, what the real question is, what's really in their books? If so this is what they give if, you, I know they gave you so they gave them something big <laughs> to avoid having to hand over all their books. Oh wow, Uh-oh. if that makes sense. So, what is GPS Fusion? They're they're basically a contractor group that does um, uh, hit research, oh. right? I mean, there's, there's okay. Republicans do this too. So this is yeah, right. everybody. You know, yeah. Every, yeah. Everybody's got a hit group in the back pocket. That's you, right. You got to have one. You're going to run for office. So, so Christopher still um, puts together all this, you know, supposed research and some of it hasn't been verified. Some of it even looks like he's mis- misled and he turned this into the FBI. Well, and he and did it. He did it with help from Russian intelligence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So he, he even had friends because remember he's old British intelligence. Yeah, so he's right? got he's got Russian buddies. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, we could say that on record. KJB about, about Trump. <laughs> and, and and so but um what happened was is that the FBI used his evidence for um FISA. And if right. you guys know what FISA is, it's a foreign intelligence um, legislation basically yeah. uh, that allows um the government or FBI to spy to spy on their own people in the u.s but they have to demonstrate yes. that, that, that mm-hmm. it's for that is valid it's valid and, and but that it has to do with national security yes and, exactly and they're supposed to basically have two different corroborating 
um, accounts. Accounts. Right. So it's like two forms of identification. And they use yeah, yeah, exactly. both of Christopher Still's accounts. Yeah, but how they did it was really crazy. So Christopher uh-huh. Still yep. leaks information to, ya- to uh, was it Yahoo News? Yeah. Yes. Leaks information to Yahoo News. And CNN. It, yeah, but Yahoo News is the article that they pushed to. Okay. okay. And, and right, then right, right, right. he's, he, so he's, so Christopher Still and Yahoo News, right? But the information on Yahoo News comes from, from Christopher Still. So the yeah. FBI say, look, Yahoo News and Christopher Still are reporting about this. Mm-hmm. They got, oh. <laughs> Yeah, right. Look, it turns out they don't have two well, independent witnesses. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. And the one witness they got is all colluding on Trump. Is, is actually colluding with Russia. We're colluding with Russia. Yeah. Actually, the one actually colluding. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, apparently some of the information it, it possibly is actually not even going to be true to come out in the first place. It's and not. It's not what. Not even. It looks like it might not even be true in the first place. Right. Okay. You talking on the dossier and on the dossier files. Yeah. yeah right. right? Yeah. Which I always want to say dossier. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I like, want to say like a Texas thing. You're from you know? Texas. That's right. Yo, I want to say that R. I want to say that R. Thank you, Hannah. Brought no, up Texas. I, I didn't have to bring up Texas. The uh, show. Every show, Hannah, I bring up Texas. It just happens. Yeah. So Th- thank you. So thanks a lot, Hannah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so while Wait. everyone's head spinning, go ahead, Toby. No. So, but the FISA thing is is what they used it on was this. Yes, this that's where guy. Yeah. What's his name? Page. Yeah. Um, Carter, Carter Page. Carter Page, who Who's was a volunteer for the Trump campaign, never talked to Trump. At least that's what that's what Trump at, at said, this, and yeah. that's what he's saying too. So he's far. like, I've never talked to Trump in my life. Right, right. They're both saying that now. And I heard that he had been actually let go, or he he left the Trump. campaign. He's a volunteer. Yeah. I mean, so this actually took place after he had left the Trump campaign. Right. Is when the whole thing started. But and why, that was their access. Did, that was their access point. Right, but so why Page, did they, they, they want to get point. a FISA on Page? Because because Page was a low hanging fruit access point to be able to spy on the rest of Trump. Well, campaign. well they had already. Wait a second. Well, so you're saying Hillary's Hillary? Yeah. Was spying. Well, not her and the yeah. DNC. Yeah. Were spying on the Trump campaign. So yes. the memo goes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but that's not. But and part the second of it, memo that has been released corroborates that a little bit too. Part of it with Page is that you're right. He's low hanging fruit. He yeah. he has ties with Russia. He does business with Russia. He's an economics guy. So. Okay. Um, and he's done things to make himself look more important than he probably should. And he, and it's kind of got him in trouble that he probably shouldn't be in. Right. Right. So naturally, if you just look at him and you're like, you know, he says some things, I would it see why. It looks fishy why, to me. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's plausible it, it, fishiness. It's, 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 yeah. it's plausible fishiness. Okay. So, and okay. they've already been checking him out before. This is not the first time. They've already looked at him. So, so there's some plausibility. Some. A little bit. That, that they, they, they could go off of and they could say, um, Page, ma- maybe Page we can, talking to this guy, this maybe guy, we can this dig guy. up some dirt yep. on the Trump campaign yep. right. maybe yep. to, to demonstrate that they are, in fact, colluding with Russia. So even though they decide to go ahead and go after Page, even though he's left the Trump campaign, it, this this FISA warrant opens up his history. So the past, they get to look back. Who was he with? So, where was he at? So this FISA to look is not, it's not a surgical, like we can look at from, you know, May 15th <clears throat> to June 15th. No, this it opens is, up the book. Basically, they can like, they can empty out his entire closet. And Absolutely. anybody he's connected to, which is how they can get to Trump. Yeah. And spy on him. So how bad is this? Well, I think I think this this this, this exposes a lot. Like, but, <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Well, because we don't know how bad it is. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's, part that's part of it. Sure. All we're seeing right yeah. now is some inconsistencies and some things that don't make sense, and we're trying to figure out what's going on. But the way it's looking, even the Democrats right now are, are looking to release their own version of this memo. Right. So this is the Republican version of the memo, yeah, right. right? So that's one thing to think about. 
Now, they're going to release their version, but their version, from what we're hearing, is already corroborating what the Republicans are saying, but they're trying to take the edge off, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. we don't really know. This is a tip of an iceberg. We see some problems here. We see that some that the FBI... Um, and, and, and in order to get FISA, of course, the FBI had to go before a judge. That's exactly right. Right. And so what they brought was these these two That's part of the pieces problem. of evidence. Yep. Mm-hmm. Turn out they both trace back to Steele. Steel. Yep. And part of the question, though, is, is how much did the judge understand, right? Well, th- that's part of the problem yeah. is that they mm-hmm. didn't tell the judge that this was funded by the DNC yeah. and the Hillary Clinton campaign. But, so we don't – the judge – is not hearing that. Wait, wait, hold on a second. You mean to tell me he's not getting the whole picture? The, the, Hannah's sworn enemy is paying for dirt on her. Yeah, and y'all want me to open up? But, but <laughs> am, I, am I right? Isn't I, I remember reading something about this? Isn't there like a footnote though in one of the one of the um, pieces of evidence that they were using yeah, that yeah. says this information is gathered from a you know semi political political source yeah. source? Yeah, uh, I, part, I, I didn't part, see that yeah. footnote. That, yeah, because yeah. And, and so the question yeah. is: is how much does the how much is, is that a, is that enough of a nod? So, so I think it looks like yeah. the the DNC was maybe or whoever the FBI was sort of covering the, it's, it's the backside a, yeah. Yeah, right. to say we did tell you it was from a political source yeah right but they didn't come out and say it's from, it was us it was the and DNC and, well, yeah. and here's what's interesting yeah. Yeah. here's what's interesting about that is that what is happening at this time it's not just enough to so they say it's a political source or it's a political uh, uh, <laughs> attachment to this but we're having an election what. I want to oh, know. It's in the middle of an election. Exactly. Yeah, so right. I want to know who, which source is it? The um, is it the Tea Party going against the far left liberals, or is this actually the Clinton going against Trump? Who who's actually which party is this? And, and meanwhile, so who, why isn't that asked? Why isn't that known? Or is it known? Well, but, but here's, we the don't thing, know. here's the thing: the FBI has been used by presidents for as long as they've existed. I brought this up uh, on our when we were talking earlier offline. Woodrow Wilson used the FBI. When he was president, right in World War One, he was sending the FBI to go quash any sort of resistance to his wars. Is quash a word? It is now. Quash, squash. Is quash a word. Squash, what do you think? Quash. We're gonna see what you really are, Hannah. Hannah. You're the you're the author. <laughs> <laughs> you write books and no words and stuff. Squelch. <laughs> I, like, squelch. I, mean, I know squelch. Okay. I know, okay. I'm just curious. I mean, if it's a word, you know, it's a good word. I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Quash. I make up words all the time. Yeah, we do. I know. But they sound, but they sound like they sound real. Part of it is because I'm deaf in one ear. Yeah. And, and, uh, and yeah, I, so I heard know. words certain ways all my life. We and, know. And, okay. Anyway, we know, Gabe. So if you watch Kennedy, um, he'll tell you just how bad it is. This is horrible. We've right. never had anything like this before yeah. in, in the state of well, America. Obama is the president At while the time. this is During happening. Right. Yep. So this, you know, so one obvious question is how much does Obama know? Well, he's getting reports. He's getting intelligence reports. And I, I saw one report that said that, um, well, does the president get FBI intelligence reports? If, I'm sure if he asked for it. I mean, yeah, okay. He, he gets some sort of I mean, intelligence report. He, knows he, gets, a, he probably gets something from Dodge. I mean, he, he, does he know there's a FISA appro- you know, approval oh. for everything that gets oh, yeah. approved? Oh, yeah. You think so? That, that goes back to my point with Woodrow Wilson. I remember seeing- They uh, know how to use the FBI. One of the texts from Page, wasn't it a text from ta- Page that said, or, or there was some text that came out that said, like something, the headline was- Obama uh, wants to know everything we, we're Obama doing. Obama wants to know everything oh. we're doing. Yeah. 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 What, was that Page? The Carter Page? Carter Page? No, no, it wasn't him. No, because he's working for Trump. It was right, to right. the FBI. It's, it's, it's Who communication. Said that? Who I, said I, that I, text? I know, I know which text I know you're what talking about. about. It was supposed communication between the president and um, basically the FBI on um, him just inquiring what's going on. Okay. Somebody on his behalf. Somebody on Obama's behalf is saying yeah, Obama I, wants to know everything. I think it's too ambiguous to really carry any weight on that. Okay. But. There's, there's so, stuff, flying. but Hannity says there's stuff flying all around. on fire. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, and here's when I was thinking about this whole thing is like, here's America. We've um, now we've gone on for how many years of basically rejecting Christ as king. And because we've been and we've also been crying out for another king. This is this is Samuel, the prophet. Yeah. And Israel asking for a king. And Samuel says, God's going to give you a king. Right. And you aren't going to like that king. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. And so what we're talking about, though, is how how deep do the lies and deceit and treachery go i mean like i mean how dirty is it how messed up is it yeah. but and here's the thing we murder babies <laughs> right we murder like by the millions yeah and there can be absolutely no like why would we be surprised why, why would we be surprised that at the top of our nation there are, there are men and women with blood all over their hands right who um of course they're lying right of course they don't. Why would they care about rules of justice? Mm, yeah. Right. Why? Why? Right. We have no reason to. I mean, now, I mean, there's exceptions. There are exceptions. I mean, you know, um, you know, Rand Paul or, you know, these guys yeah. that are like going to stand up and be like, I'm not going to vote for that stupid bill because yeah. you want to put us in gazillions of dollars of more debt, debt, more debt, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I know there are faithful um, exceptions, but right. it's I mean, it's got to be you can't. I mean, this is what we we always want to sin. We want to do evil, and then we want to say, "I'm fine." Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. doing fine. I'm clean. Yeah. I'm, I'm clean. Okay, and we're not clean, mm-hmm. right? It's um, I so I'm even though I don't know that I I know enough to be like all up on you know all handedy <laughs> on this. We don't. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I guess I want to still say, um, Christians should be thinking. It's you can't be doing this as a nation. You can't be condoning. We we couldn't even pass a ban, a twenty week ban on abortion. We couldn't no. even do that. No. Yeah, but we can spend a lot more money. Even even if we can't get all Hannity up on this and, and deepen this analysis, it's clear that if you have enough money and enough power, you can eventually get the FBI to do what you want them to do. Right. That's that's right. clear. Right. Well, and I just I just I, I say we we gotta expect it's way worse than it looks. Oh yeah, that's it's way worse than it looks. We're because about to find out. We yeah. got we have babies, millions of babies. <laughs> yep that have been slaughtered on this altar. Hold that Hold that thought. When we come back, we want to talk a little bit of Rand Paul. We want to talk a little bit about the government shut down for a little bit, and there was only one man in the middle yeah. trying to say, let's fix this. More right. across politic when we come back. And Hannah Greaser. Hi. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> for 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Glasgow Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community.
One of the things this bill does is it's going to add $500 billion in spending. Does that sound like a large amount? Anybody at home getting a bonus or an increase in your paycheck of 21%? And yet your government's going to spend 21% more without really having a full debate, without having amendments. Uh, huh? That's Rand Paul. That's Rand Paul. Hey. But the thing that I just realized is that um, they passed the bill. Yeah. This, yeah. They did? Oh, they passed, they passed the bill. They passed it. So Senate passed the bill. Now it's going to the House. Now it's going to the House. Yep. Rand right. Paul is a senator. Yeah. Right. right. So, okay. So guess what? Somebody's getting a 21% increase that our grandkids are going to have to pay for. Right. <laughs> right. So, I want people to feel uncomfortable. I want them to have to answer people at home who said, how come you were against President Obama's deficits? And then how come you're for Republican deficits? If you were against President Obama's deficits and now you're for the Republican deficits, isn't that the very definition of hypocrisy? Oh, does that does that mean anything anymore? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy? Does Does that mean anything anymore? Like maybe telling somebody that they're messing around with Russia when you're messing around with Russia. Does that mean anything anymore? I didn't know hypocrisy actually had any teeth anymore don't you remember when republicans howled to high heaven that president obama was spending us into the gutter spending us into oblivion and now republicans are doing the same thing and so i asked the question whose fault is it republicans yes whose fault is it democrats yes it's both parties fault but they represent us rightly because guess what we can't balance balance our own checkbooks right but <laughs> the, the thing is is that when you when you um, when you reject the law of God, when Come you reject the word of God, then all that's left is manipulation mm, yeah, that's and, right. and mob rule. Yeah. That's it. That's all that's left because there's no, there's no foundation anymore. There's nothing, there's no standard by which to judge right and wrong, good, better, best, worse. Exactly. There, there's no standard. And once you've given away, you, you've rejected the standard. We don't have a standard. We will not have, God will not be our law. Um, what you're left with is a big tug of war. Um, it's a big food fight. Right. And so that's that's what I mean, there's nothing but hypocrisy because it's not about what's right or wrong. It's about who's in charge and who's in power and who yeah. gets what they want. Yeah. Hypocrisy has no teeth. Right. right? Like It doesn't doesn't mean anything. But that's why you'll have, you know, Republicans. Will, I mean, they're all, you know, they'll collude with Russia, they'll collude, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter um, because it, it all it's about. It's about who's in charge, who has the power. Some at home will say. We just want them to cooperate. If they would just <laughs> hold hands and sing Kumbaya, everything would be fine. Well, guess what? That's what you've got. Oh! oh. This is both of the leadership of both sides opposing me because they are now clasped hand in hand. Everybody's getting what they want. Everybody's getting more spending. Oh! The military, the right's getting more military spending. The left is getting more welfare spending. And you're getting stuck with a bill. Not even yep. technically you. Yep. It's the next generation being stuck with the bill. Your grandkids are being stuck with the bill. Preach it. Mm. Rand Paul was on fire on that one. Uh, somebody send that man an offering and a security team because now he's made both the Democrats and the Republicans officially well, upset with him. He's already. I mean, he's. I mean, he's been doing this. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is not really new. I mean, he's. I mean, he's one of the few exceptions. You know, somebody who stands on a principle. He's his got. Daddy, he's got a backbone. His daddy left some good genes. Uh, yes, sir. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, that's some good covenant faithfulness I see happening in that family. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but but there's that that man is a very rare, very rare breed. In, yeah, no, that's in, right. In Washington D.C. Yeah, no, that's um, right. Where you have somebody who who you know he's consistent. He has standards and he stands by them. So what is so right now? There's this is happening in Washington. Everybody's asking the question. I was. 
we won't talk. I won't play the clip, but I had the clip of Hannity. How is this happening? He said it just like this. Yeah. How is this happening in America? And it's like, and I think you, this is, how, how is this not going to happen? Exactly. How is this not going to happen? You, you can't, you can't say there's no God, there's no standard. We will not have this God rule over us and then yeah. magically grow standards. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going to get it from? What's your standard? Yeah. When you don't, when you fear man right. over God, right. then man, then, man's the standard. Then that's the God. Right. It's democracy. I was just, you know, re- I mean, oh. it's the, you know, whatever. It's like, you just take a you know poll. I mean, Hannah, you got kids. I do. You have, how many okay. boys do you have? Five. Five boys. Hey. Right? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up in a family. I'm oldest of five boys, one girl. I know about being in a, <laughs> being a pile of boys. But I, I mean, you can't parent this way. You know, who wants to, you know, who says we should have spaghetti for dinner? I mean, do you ever ask them that question? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you want a mutiny on your hands? <laughs> Why? Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so so the framers of of our country actually, um, they were very much afraid of pure democracy. Yeah, like they they legitimately said. I mean, if we have a pure democracy, like there needs to be um, a feedback loop, but that feedback loop needs to be um, carefully guarded. There need to be um, uh, strategic speed bumps. Yeah, and and guard gates to check because people are not good. Did I just say that? Whoa. No. Whoa. People are not. They, they, Dude. They're, they're not good. My self-esteem just went. Yeah. Um, that was the idea. Do you say we need more, more Calvinists in government? We need more Calvinists. We need people. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need more Calvinists in churches first. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, but that's the, I mean, they recognized many of them for biblical reasons and some of them for more sort of common sense, common grace reasons um, that. People are sinners. Yeah. yeah. And naturally, they will tend to serve themselves, serve their passions, serve their lusts without thinking yeah. about the future. Yeah. yeah. Without thinking about the next generation. But right? even even this system breaks down when you don't have a faithful group of people underneath it. Right. You and, know what and I mean? So, so <laughs> and, number, which is what we're watching right now. Right. And that's what uh, that's what's happening. But the, yeah. but. I mean, we got to be grateful for the some of the checks that are in place. It's given us time to try right. to self-correct. Right. That's what's so, great about the checks. So this the the the, the form of government, a, a federalist um, republic, republic, republic yeah. form of government, right. has um, representatives then that are you know hopefully wise representatives of the people. Um, but you're absolutely right. Um, when ultimately those representatives are going to represent the people. Yep. Yep. And and so what you get is you get people that represent you well. And Washington, D.C. represents us well. You know, I was, um, well, I'll just let the good prophet Johnny Cash say it. <laughs> well, you may throw you a rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time. Run on I just want to sing. <laughs> don't do it, again. Please don't do it. Run on for, for a long time. time. Thank, thank you, thank you, good prophet. I was gonna say it, but I couldn't, I couldn't say it quite like yeah. he did. So anyway, uh, be well, just, praying. Just, just know that um, uh, I was looking. That's why I was being quiet. I was looking for this, but seventy-one voted in favor. Of, this is the Senate versus twenty-eight. So, yeah. um, it'd be interesting to see all who, twenty-eight senators who voted, voted no. against. Yeah, okay. I was trying to, I was trying to find that out yeah. real quick on the fly, but yeah. So, but, yeah. but, but, but it's, but, prophet Cash is right. Mm-hmm. What's done in the dark Good be brought to the light. Mm. Um, sooner or later, I mean, you, you, you can't. <laughs> you live in God's world. We live in God's world, and which means eventually the bills come due. 
Exactly. Yeah, right, right. There's going to be some receipts, people. What 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 you <laughs> what you sow is what you will reap. That's yeah, right. That's right. And and so um that's, you know, and and that's scary on the one hand and on the other hand is comforting. Because even when it looks like the wicked are pr- prospering, you know, <clears throat> some of the psalms David says, I you know, the, the wicked were prof- prospering and then I went to the Lord's house. Yeah. And then I so, saw some Asaph, right? And yeah. then I saw, oh, no. They're not really prospering. They're not. Yeah, it looks like they're having a a moment. You know, they jumped off the cliff, and it looks like they're flying for about you know three seconds. That's right. Um, but um, but what goes up must come down. This is God's world. Um, so yeah, no. One of the things that I was thinking about is like you know we said this I think last show, but covenant faithfulness matters. It matters in every way. Mm. Covenant unfaithfulness matters right. too. Right. And so right. And, and and here's the right. thing. Actually, right. hey, we got an author here. In our studio with us today, she wrote a book, "The Clouds You So Much Dread," which you know I think actually this is this actually works. This is like, like sweet. <laughs> you're, 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 you're taking it away from me to do it. It's almost like Knox you're planning us. Knox was planning us. Oh. I love you though. I, let, I, let Toby have but, it. Let but, Toby have it. Some plant, some water. God brings increase. Go for it. <laughs> seriously, um, but seriously, because it matters. It does. It matters um, how you respond. So here we are. In in a world, in a country, in the West, in America, corrupt. I mean, these are some clouds you might dread, right? We have good. an author that talks about yeah. that, yeah. and um, and Hannah, but you you've experienced some really challenging things personally. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably um that that I think uh well tell us what what, what where'd this book come from? Um. Well, I actually, I, I used to keep a blog and not so much anymore, but... Um, Wasn't it like Cinnamon, cinnamon Toast rolls. Crunch or something? Oh, man. <laughs> Every time I saw your blog name pass by, Make I want to click on it. Yep. You're just hungry? I want to order some cinnamon rolls. Anyways. It's cinnamon rolls and bacon. There you go. That was, Which that is, was the blog. That, that's why I did it. Is that what you... Do you guys I had do all that? my favorite food groups. Is that something you guys do? Cinnamon rolls and bacon? Every Sunday. Every Sunday? Oh, Y'all, uh, got, y'all got room for eight more? <laughs> Come on over. Uh, Play with us. We'll bring the bacon. <laughs> Why are the Shannons watch, at our front door? <laughs> I told them it's okay. I was on shows live. I couldn't say no. <laughs> so so where did this book come from? Okay. So, well, um, the, backing up, there's, there's um, you're asking about hard things that I've been through and the, the sort of the big one that, that everyone knows about is our oldest son Jonah had um, leukemia and he was diagnosed when he was 10 years old and he's 15 now so it was three and a half years of chemotherapy and wow. every day yeah. yeah, and um, so that that's sort of the center of the book Yeah, and um, but I wanted this to be a book that has more that wasn't just specific to facing trials that have to do with you know some sort of health crisis. It, it, it's it was it's broader than that. So it's mm-hmm. I also just talk about some of the smaller things that have, were frightening in my life. Um, I, I was terrified to have a, have a child. <laughs> I, I remember reading that. Yeah. And, I read that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be too. Just yeah. so you know. Thanks, thanks, game. <laughs> that means a lot. <laughs> We'd be terrified if you had a kid too. Babe. <laughs> Just saying. Annie did it better than you would. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So you got married, and you were scared of having a kid. I was. Yeah. 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 And and just other things. My family lived overseas for a while, and um, 
I was I was 13 when we moved uh, first to Warsaw, Poland, and then to um, Njoro, Kenya, and that was that was a scary time for me. Partly, and then when we lived in Kenya, there was stuff going on. It was political um, mm. unrest. It was an election year. There were um, FBI warrants. Not- yeah, oh, yeah, 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 Russian FISA. collusion. <laughs> Russian collusion. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Poland, there might have been. I don't know, yeah. but. Um, that was 1991. It was right after the fall of communism oh, yeah. in oh, wow. uh, in yeah. Poland. So they were just kind of figuring out what capitalism even means. And um, but uh, anyway, I just kind of go through some of the some of the episodes in my life and just talk about things that were frightening and just sort of in retrospect, looking back at at um, God's goodness. That's really the center of the book is mm-hmm. the way that God uses things that seem hard in the moment to really shower grace on us when we're his children. One of the things that uh, I was, I was reading through is why it's really interesting to go from Indy Wilson's open uh. to hear a little bit about you and then right into your, okay, I was afraid it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. because Nate's forward, Nate's forward yeah, just yeah. basically says, I, I realized I didn't know her at all here. I've always known this really strong, stoic, you know, a very controlled, emotional person. And then you turn to the first chapter, you're like, so I was afraid, <laughs> like for real, like about everything, you know, it was just like, but how did you, yeah. what was it that, so when we were talking about covenant faithfulness, um, you, you revealed this later, but your parents' faithfulness to Christ was really what helped you kind of conquer fear ultimately in the end, right? Mm-hmm. It was them teaching you about the word, you you hearing about the word and then applying that when those tough times came, mm-hmm. you know? And so one of the things is that I was realizing was that um, being covenantly faithful doesn't mean that you don't have soft moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really loved about your first chapter. You know, like, go ahead. I, I don't, I could talk forever because I really, I, that was one that Gabe and I were talking about this. We we're just like, man, this is really, the first chapter was like, man, hitting it out the park because it shows kind of the vulnerability uh, that we have. And yet still, because of God's spirit, we gives us some, you know, we, we have something to cling on to. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think part of it is just that, I mean, my, I was raised in a, in a Christian home and. Were they baptized babies, right? Where they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Texas comes up for me every show. Babies and baptism come up for Knox. Well, every show baptism for babies is in the Bible. Texas ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Tejas means friendship, and that's in the Bible. So. There you go. Oh. There you go. What's up now? What's up now? I got a little high five on the hand over that's here. That's just yeah. collusion. That's yes. just collusion. <laughs> <laughs> Good word. <laughs> I lived in Texas for five years. I, oh, yeah. I have, two, I, I have two native Texans in my She's house. She's biased. Yeah. We didn't know about this before the interview. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I set you guys up. So, so talk. I mean, I want to kind of zoom in a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah. You face these trials. <clears throat> um, walk, walk us through some of like your like the lesson. You say I learned to trust God <clears throat> through these trials. How? Well, a lot of it is. You know, when you're a kid and your parents teach you stuff, you know, you learn, you memorize a lot of stuff when you're, when you're little, you could do the Bible verses. And when, I mean, I would grow up reformed and the Heidelberg Catechism was part of Mm, our household. And, um, so this is sort of like the the leaf mold, the stuff that the compost in my mind. Right. And, you know, you don't really think about it. It's just there. It's just under your feet all the time. And then mm. that's when when something really difficult happens. 
that's where you start to see things grow and start to see the fruit that's, that can grow out of that mm. compost, you know, what, what's been laid down. And you're talking about kind of like that rich theology that's been laid yeah, down. That's yeah. The, so, yeah. so I have this, the, you know, Heidelberg Catechism memorized that first question, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I'm not my own? I mean, that's a big thing in itself. Right. Yeah. I don't belong to me. Yeah. Who do I belong to? I belong to my faithful savior, Jesus Christ, who's fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and set me free from the tyranny of the devil. And he watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my father in heaven. Man. Yeah. That's because great. I belong to him. Christ by his Holy spirit assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. That's great. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not me. And because I, I belong to him, I have eternal life yeah, and, because and, I'm not me. And, and I think that's one of the things that I wanted to bring out in this book over and over again is that God is sovereign and we we have this illusion of being in control and, and a lot of people yeah. try to grab onto that. And we saw that in the oncology ward where there's people just really grasping at trying mm. to find like what caused this? How can I stop it? And, and, and feeling like I just got to find the next thing, read the next article. And you just become a slave to this need to to grasp at control mm. and then mm. the health rules keep changing and right. and what you should eat that causes cancer and this no but you do that and that causes a different kind of cancer and, yeah. and you just in this hamster wheel and and when you have this knowledge deep down that god is running this show then you can kind of step back out of the hamster wheel and just watch it spin and say you know what he he's he's running this. He he's got a plan in this, and I don't have to, I don't have to grab at that. I don't have to grab at control. Yeah. Of these I, lo- things. I love how the catechism question says, "Not a hair yeah. can fall from my head, yeah. yeah, without the will of my Father in heaven. Not a cancer cell can form in your body without the will of your Father in heaven." Yeah, yeah. It just sobered me up really well. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so good. When we come back, more with Hannah Greaser. Um, I got a question for you. Follow the, up. The clouds you right. so much dread. Get oh. it. Get, get it on get Amazon. Book. Get it at Canon Press. We'll send a link. Yeah. Hit share. Share. What's wrong with you? This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. People often ask for a methodology for defending their faith. So I've come up with what I like to call the two-move checkmate. Step one. No matter what objection they give that contradicts the Bible, tell them this. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe Noah's Ark was real. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jonah was in a big fish for three days. That's not what the Bible says. I don't believe that Jesus ever walked the earth. That's not what the Bible says. No matter their objection, that's not what the Bible says. What are they going to say? I don't believe your Bible. That dusty old book written by Bronze Age goat herders. Of course, to that an appropriate response would be, so what? Instead, I give them step two. You don't believe my Bible? So you don't believe that it's true. Well, obviously you believe in truth. So let me ask you this. Where do you get truth without God? Then you dismantle the absurdity of their response. Step one. That's not what the Bible says. Step two. Where do you get truth without God? For more apologetic answers, visit www.proofthatgodexists.com. Welcome 
Welcome back to Cross Politic. With us in the studio today is Mrs. Hannah Greaser. She designs graphics. Yeah. She photographs landscapes of the Palouse better. They did that wrong. Than Beautiful. the chocolate knocks. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful landscape. Dabbles in the garden rights and with her husband Jason, who, by the way, is a professor at New, uh, St. New Andrews St. Andrews College. College yeah, 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 yeah. Is raising five pig farming, music loving, baseball playing sons, including one cancer survivor. She has written for Relief Journal, Books and Culture, and Desiring God, and most recently, this book, The Clouds You So Much Dread, Hard Times, and the Kindness of God. I got a question. I got a question. Do it. Okay. Um, we, last segment, we were talking about the fact that you, were be, you believed mm-hmm. what it was. You believed what the Bible says about you, that God's in control, um, that he's not going to let one hair go from your head, that, he, mm-hmm. that he's not the one orchestrating it. There, this one thing that I've noticed is that Growing up Christian, there are things that I assent to that I believe, mm-hmm. and it's another thing to grab those things and hold on to them. Mm-hmm. How were you able to do that in your situation? What, what, what was the grabbing? What did you do? Mm. In some sense, I, I don't feel like I did it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, th- there was that, that initial moment, like especially when Jonah was diagnosed with cancer, but I mentioned it too. The same thing, you know, when I first found out I was pregnant, it was like, ah! <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. You're passing out, literally, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I think there, it, you know, Christians are not immune to those moments of faithlessness, those moments of just relying on the flesh where you mm-hmm. just think, okay, this is me, I got, I'm yeah. doing this, I'm doing this by myself, and, and nobody else knows what I'm going through. And, and then I think that's just the work of the Holy Spirit sort of grabbing you and turning you around saying, here I am. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Turn you upside down. And one of those, like when you're talking about kind of being in the hamster wheel, I don't know why my voice is frogging up on me. It's Um, February. Just clear it off in the mic, Gabe. Can you you, uh, hit that marker? That's a marker. (laughs) And um, inside that hamster wheel, you talked kind of a lot about like, like how fear was driving you Mm -hmm. in your responses Mm -hmm. and even even to the point of passing out i didn't um, pass out but i almost 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 she's got a reputation (laughs) (laughs) um and and you know it seemed like uh, fear played a lot of a role in kind of this you know some of your struggles and and the Mm -hmm. the lack of faithfulness and lack of faithless uh, faith in god and Mm -hmm. how he's working in your Mm -hmm. life through pregnancy or through jonah or through all these trials that you experience, um, you know, talk a little bit more about kind of that, that challenge with fear. Um, well, I think just judging by the number of women who've kind of taken me aside and, and told me, Mm. you know, thank you. Thank you so much for like, for saying these things, because I, I think, I think there's, there's a kind of, I don't know, sort of socially correct social media veneer that we kind of put on our faith that says, I'm fine. I'm always fine, you know, and, and there, there is a, you know, I, I, on the one hand, I, I, I have a problem with the kind of mommy confessionals where it's like, let's just dwell on our brokenness for a while. I know, like, with, hashtag with like, me too. Yeah, with like wine and a coffee mug <laughs> kind of confessional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I think there's, there's value in sort of facing the reality that we're, we are, we still sin head on and that, lack of faith is a sin i, I mean sure yeah. a, and just it's understandable but understandable and excusable are not the same thing mm-hmm. yeah and so we do we 
and I, you know, I felt compelled to write this partly because I thought, you know, not everyone's going to go through dealing with childhood cancer, but everyone is going to deal with some kind of trial, whether it's, you know, you lose your job or you end up with some other kind of health problem. You know, there, there's going to be some crisis moment in your life. And I really, really think that it's important to be immersed in stories of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, primarily in the scriptures. I mean, if you don't know your Bible, you don't know Job, you don't know David, you don't know Jesus. And yeah. if you don't know those stories, then when something terrible happens, you got nothing. You what got you, nothing. What do you got to turn to? Yeah. No, yeah. just you. And, and you don't, you know, I mean, I have a chapter in there called Weak in the Knees. And I wasn't, I mean, there was a yeah. time where I'm standing, I, I literally couldn't stand up. <laughs> The first yeah. time you heard about your son having cancer. Yeah, and I just, it just, I just felt like there was this 10,000 pound weight on me. Like I, I just couldn't even process things. And unless there's something else holding me up besides my own legs, then I'm going to collapse. I, I liked how you connected fear to kind of speechlessness. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, my wife, I mean, my wife joked because um, I carry a heavy load with a lot of uh, miscellaneous things I have going on. And my wife can identify when I'm starting to stress out. Or when I'm starting, stop to, talking, I huh? stop talking. Mm. Right? <laughs> Gabe and, never stops talking. And, and so, <laughs> she's like, Why are you quiet? You're stressing out. What's I'm, wrong, Gabe? And, and I, I tell her I'm not stressing. I got it. I just need to think about some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And and but then you connected to that that fear to speechlessness, which meant basically you aren't praying either. Mm-hmm. And and that was actually really helpful for me because that's exactly what starts happening. I start realizing everything I got going on. And then I start getting quiet and then I stop praying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was, uh, a din- and, and then probably what's driving that even me is, is fear. Mm-hmm. You know, in the middle of stress, God, how am I going to handle all this? I don't know what I'm doing. You know, and, and then what if, fear, what, what if, if, what, what if? if, and then things start creeping in and then fear starts creeping in and, and then our, you know, our prayer life plummets. Mm-hmm. And I thought that connection between fear, not talking and, and prayer was really, really powerful. I love it. I mean, that, the Psalms are such a treasury of, for prayer. You mm-hmm. think about the range of emotions that David, you know, expresses in the other writers of the Psalms. But um, going along the lines of what you're saying in terms of, you know, the reality of being a Christian doesn't mean that you're not afraid or you're not scared or you're not stressed or you're not despairing or you're not depressed. It's, mm-hmm. but, it's the rea- but, but being a Christian means that we, we turn to the one who, right. who we know can handle it, mm-hmm. can bear it. And so David can cry out with some of the most, you know, heartbroken prayers and um, mm-hmm. despairing. Where are you? Where are <laughs> yeah. you? Um, and um, and it, I pray to you, and it doesn't seem like you're there. Yeah. You know, and, and he and but but the, he's doing the only thing we can do with those feelings, which is to pour them out to God. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's um, really good. Yeah. Ra- rather yeah. than bottling them up, and and so when you pour them out to God, you're actually you're you're telling the one who could do something about it. Mm-hmm. which is part of the problem with the mommy confessional exactly. phenomenon is per, per, exactly. oftentimes you're telling people who can do nothing yeah. about it. You're going to the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they can't even help you with it. Yeah. Um, you're going to Susie and, and Susie and, can't you know, do anything. And yeah. 25 likes and six gifts and whatever, you know, later, you're <laughs> mm-hmm. not really better. That's right. Um, and, and people aren't really our solution. That's right. Man. Um, we need the Lord. Um, and you know, the other thing I was thinking about when you're talking, I know, you know, um, for us, some of the things that we've been through over over the years with with our kids in particular, and my mom, my mm-hmm. my wife's dad passed away a couple of years from can- a couple of years ago from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the things that my wife has been so good about pointing out. I'm 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 a guy, so I'm got 
you know, guy brain. Obtuse. I got guy brain. <laughs> but my wife is really good about pointing out um, how God is at work in the little things. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. just pointing out how God tells the story. Mm-hmm. And, to, and confirming over and over again, I'm the one telling the story. Yeah. I, I've got all the details. And you probably have a list of things, uh, like, uh, like my wife does, of places along the way where you say, the Lord did that, and then did that, and then did that. And mm-hmm. you know, and if you're if you're going bitter and hard hearted, you're yeah, not going to see. You're right. going to be blind, and you're not going to see them. But mm-hmm. but even in the pain, even in the heartbreak, even in the stress, even in the sleeplessness, you see these little places where God's like, you know, here you go. Mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. you by the hand. I've got every hair, every cell, every breath is in my hand. That's right. Yep. And and here's this. I'm telling a, a story. I mean, we I've told this story on on the show before, but you know we. Uh, one of the one of the ones we always remember is that when when we lost a little one, we had a we had tw- a twin pregnancy, and one of our babies died, and we named the the baby that had died Anastasia, which means resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my wife continued to carry the living um, our living our daughter, um, not knowing if she was going to live for two more months. Um, my wife was hospitalized with severe preeclampsia. Mm. Um, you know, we had nurses coming in saying we've never seen numbers this bad before, which you're not supposed to tell a patient. Yeah, don't, yeah, say, yeah. don't say that. And then it's horrible. And then my daughter was born on Easter Sunday. Yeah, mm, beautiful. You know, and like we didn't know two months earlier that they were going to be born on Easter on Resurrection Day. It's almost like yeah. someone's writing this. It's almost like <laughs> someone is writing writing this story. Short story. <laughs> and and so um, that you know that first question of the Heidelberg Catechism. You know, you when you when you turn to the Lord, even in your pain, even in your helplessness, even in your like. I can't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you're opening yourself up though to the possibility to see what he's doing, which is not at all what we usually planned. No, right. uh, no. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. talk, but I don't want to interrupt you because after reading your book, I know you got a lot to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so just jump well, in there. Well, one thing I was just going to say to you know, kind of follow up on that is that. Um, one of the things that comes up a lot in sort of sympathy cards or people, you know, saying they're praying for you, you know, Christians will say, you know, I'm just praying that, that the peace that passes understanding will just be with you. On you. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is beautiful, which is great. Um, but there, that verse is, I think it's in Philippians. It's mm-hmm. right before it says, be anxious for nothing. That's a command. Be anxious for nothing. But with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests mm-hmm. known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I think that line with Thanksgiving is really crucial. And I yeah. talk about this a little bit in the book, but that when you're when you're praying with Thanksgiving, what are you doing? You're looking at what God has done, right? And saying thank you for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can't think of better training wheels for preparing you for the hard things in life than looking at what God has done and saying thank you to him for it. Yeah. Even the hard things. Yeah, Even the yeah, hard yeah, things. Yeah. Especially the hard things. Right. Right. Those and, are a gift. And so if, you, if you're able to look back, like, and that's what this book is really a project in, is I'm going to look back. What are the hardest things that I went through in my life? And what did God give me through those things that he could not have given to me in, with, through any other means? Any other way. And... Thank you, Lord, for that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm telling myself these stories with a heart of gratitude, that God promises, 
that's how the peace of God, which passes mm. all understanding, guards your heart and mind. It's a it's a shield. It's a that's it, really good, yeah. right? But it comes through the process of giving God thanks <laughs> yeah. and giving your petitions to Him. Right. right. That that's really deep. What you just said, like you don't get what it is God's trying to give you any other way. You know, you know, as far as like going through suffering, like this is the way God wanted to give it to you because this is the best way for you to get it, right? That's right. It's the same way with, with the gospel. The church doesn't become the bride of Christ apart from Christ dying for his church and taking the full wrath of God. There wasn't a better way to do it. The and murder of an innocent man. The murder of an innocent right. man, right? right. That's, that's, that's really... Right. Is, is there another way? If there's another way, please take, yeah. it, you know, take there this cup from me. There's no <laughs> there's other way. There's no other way. Yeah. Right. And God could not give us what he was intent on giving us any other way. Any other way. And the, one, and the one who tries to tell him that there is another way is Satan. Right. Ooh. And, and, yeah. And Satan does the same thing to us. All he the does. Time. Yeah. There's yeah, there should, there yeah. should be another way. Why, why, why me, God? Mm-hmm. Why, why do I have to do, go through this? Right? Satan is tempting you to think there's, there is another way. Right. One, right. Of, one of the parts in the book, um, it's probably my favorite part, uh, is when you start talking about the fact that when you were down in kind of like a, a low moment, you had these kind of deposits from the past of of uh when you were high you were like some like it was like i filled out um re, uh like i gave myself money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, gave, I wrote i gave myself money and so when i got broke i reached in my pocket and i pulled whoa i got money in here like when you're going through some of the tough times i thought that was that was a great point is that we go through roller coasters and when you're up go ahead and fill yourself with the things that when you can't read your bible you can't get up for those moments fill yourself with psalms hymns and spiritual mm-hmm. songs right so that when you get down into the low parts, you got something to pull from, you know. Mm-hmm. That just that was just excellent. That was one of my favorite parts in the book. So give examples of that. Yeah, that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things I'm particularly grateful for is being part of a church that sings the psalms because there's nothing yeah. like music to stick like just super glues it into your brain. That's right. I mean, I, it doesn't matter what it is. Music just glues stuff into your brain whether you want it there yeah. or not. So yep, MC Hammer. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about Psalms. Sorry. Gabe, you cannot touch this. <laughs> they definitely work together. Hey, wait a second. Um, but but it's true, and and I think if you if you're singing scripture, I mean, I didn't set out to memorize the Magnificat, for example, but we no. sing it in church. No, and yeah. it's there. That's, that's Mary's song. For Mary's those of you that don't yeah. know, in Luke, that, in Luke, yeah, it's Mary's yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's that's another great one that where she just lists the things that God's done. Right. In the midst of her being pregnant, yeah. out of wedlock, yeah. she breaks Facing into song. Facing death, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. possibly. death. <laughs> she sings a song of praise. Mm-hmm. As deposit Man. to the bank, right? My <laughs> soul magnifies the Lord. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And, and, and she can do that because she knows the stories. Right. She knows the stories. But yeah, she had an angel appear to her. Yeah. It was kind of scary. (laughs) What am I to you, David? (laughs) You don't want that answer. What's what's my name? You know, this is, you've been. Snoop Doggy. Okay, anyway. (laughs) I just pulled out another song. But but, but, I mean, I want to say, we have more than, we have more than Barry did. We have more than Mary did because we have this book that God gave us. You preach, girl. We we got all the angels. Uh, We got all the angels. I I can't preach. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But we do. And and I think, you know, we're just reading Amos. I'm I'm in the the Bible challenge. And and Jason and I are, are working through it at the same time, which has been wonderful because we talk about it together. But the, the, uh, one of the the curses that God brings is a famine, not of 
what does it say, food or drink, but a famine of hearing the word of God. The word of God, yeah. So So here we are in this culture where we've got... We've got money, we've got affluence, and we've got Bibles. I mean, the the the, the thrift store, yeah. the thrift store over on the highway gives away Bibles for free. Yeah, I mean, if you want a Bible, you can have a Bible. I've got probably twenty five of them in my house. Yeah. Right. But how many people are reading them? Yeah. I mean, and it's no wonder that people freak out when terrible, hard things happen. Is because they don't know the stories. They're That's not. Yeah. Mary knew yeah. the stories, so yeah. she could sing. And so often, we want sort of this easy fix. We want the answer now. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to flip open the Bible and I want it to say, Dear Toby, yeah. take the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Or pull up an app. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but we want that kind of easy yeah. a- answer. But God doesn't work that way with us. He's never worked that way with us. I mean, he, he, lo- he knows what's good for us. He knows what's good for our frame. And he doesn't want to give us easy answers, easy outs. He wants to grow us up into maturity. He yeah. wants to teach us wisdom. Yeah. But wisdom takes, and I really love the, the image you used earlier of the mulch pile. Mm-hmm. You know, like just having a, a really rich soil. Oh, yeah. Which is, I, I was going to get back to the, you've been using the word covenant a lot, David. I don't know why you keep doing that. It's, well, like, it's like you're trying It's in to, a Bible. Yeah. But, <laughs> but covenant, covenantal thinking, covenantal living is this idea of, of sort of the word of God um, penetrating and marinating into all of life. So covenant just means it's, it's just a relationship right. between God and his people begun with goes all the way back to Adam, but a really renewed in Abraham and his descendants in Israel. But it's this relationship, this all-encompassing relationship that I will be your God and you will be my people mm. and I will be the God of your children after you. But it, but it, it, it's God saying, I, w- I want to be your everything. Right. And so, but now, of course, people have to respond to that in faith. They have to be given new hearts to love God, to walk with God, to have his Holy Spirit. But but in that and with that and all around that, God has designed the world such that it's it's not just lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, Holy Spirit zaps. Yeah. Right. The way God, I mean, God does need to zap us. <laughs> God does need to call all of us out of the grave. That's called judgment. Well, that's the, the final judgment. But <laughs> when we, God zaps, but, it's judgment. <laughs> but we all need new hearts yeah. and we all need to be made new. But meanwhile, and in and around all of that, um, God's designed us to ordin like he put us in this world. And in this world, we, we were born as babies and we grow up and we have moms and dads, or maybe we have a mom or maybe we have, a mom, you know, whatever. And like the situation, it's full of the things of life. Yeah. Right. And, and what the Bible gives us in all of it, from Genesis to Revelation is sort of everything. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. God wants to be the God of everything. And so as we read it, every we're, circumstance, we're, every we're, situation, we're, we're putting yep. down mulch. Mm-hmm. We're putting out, and so rather than reading the Bible and going to church and so on and thinking about I need answers for my life now, think of it more covenantally. Think of it in terms of God. It wants to be God of everything, mm-hmm. and and so I'm going to read the genealogies and I'm going to read the cleanliness laws and I'm going to read the history of the kings of Israel and all their craziness and I'm going to read the Gospels and yeah. I'm going to read the Pauline letters and I'm going to read the you know apocalyptic craziness of. Revelation and Ezekiel and Daniel and these things. Why? God knew what we needed and he gave us better than an angel. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah. this is what you need. Yep. And, and marinate in that. Soak right. in that. Soak it up so that when I bring you through the fire and I bring you through the flood and when I bring you through these things, you, my Holy Spirit will then teach you to use these things in your life. Mm-hmm. And of course, fear causes us to go towards things that we can see. 
Right. All mm-hmm. our fixes, fear drives us into into areas that we can see physical things that can maybe fix our solutions. Right. And then faith, of course, drives us to the to the things that we cannot see, which is where our true hope is at. Right. And but this is this is why going back to your you know childhood, this is why we raise our children in the faith. Right. Right. Ra- raise them in the faith. We know that yep. their salvation Come is on, compl- completely dependent <laughs> on Jesus to save them. Every That's one right. of them need yep. new hearts. Every one of them need to be converted right. to Jesus. But we we don't we don't just stand around waiting for that. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we say, Lord, you gave me a child, and I believe your promises that you are going to be the God of my child after me. And so, right. what do we do? We start schools. Oh, we baptize them first. We baptize <laughs> them, and we start and, and we start schools, and we start teaching them catechisms, and we we teach them. God is your God because he's my God. Amen. Yeah. Preach, preacher. And, and we teach our kids to be thankful because like Hannah pointed out from Philippians, if our kids don't learn to be thankful, they can't handle the trials ahead. We got to be thankful. Right? We, well, of course, that's well, how we teach Well, we can't teach them thankful if we aren't thankful. Lead by example. But it's, yeah. it's the Thanksgiving that they right. learn that teaches them how to be right. endure the trials that are ahead. Right. And you don't, you don't say like, I don't know if he's really thankful. I mean, you tell little Johnny, you say, hey, say thank you to mom for dinner. No, mm-hmm. then you'd be acting like a Baptist. Right, no, you say, no, no you know. That <laughs> Let you, him finish the story. You teach him gratitude. <laughs> he's, he's right, he's I right. Tell the truth. Teach him gratitude. That's yeah. right. By saying, say thank you to mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, mama. Yeah. He says, good yeah. job, good yeah, job. Exactly. You're teaching him to be grateful, and you're, th- you're teaching him to grow up into wisdom. You're teaching him to love the Lord with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm. Man, this show's getting started. It's just, just, getting, started. It's just you know? getting started. Where can we, Amazon? get on Amazon. It's uh, canonpress.com slash clouds, which is easy to remember. Ooh, wow. There you mm, go. I yeah. like that. Get Check Hannah out. Greaser's new book, The Clouds You So Much Dread. I enjoy this. I feel like I know you, but better than that, I feel like I know the Lord better after reading this yeah. book. Thank you Amen. so much for that. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> right. Appreciate it. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. And then buy this book. This is Cross Politics.